0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Early Risers Podcast. I'm your host, Skylar Deem, and I am an early riser. If you're a first-time listener on the show, I'd like to welcome you. This podcast is all about helping you live a more effective life. But if you're wondering what the term early riser means, or maybe you've already assumed that you know what it means, I do want to clarify Now, an early riser to me is not someone who wakes up at a certain time. It's not about waking up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or before the sun. To be an early riser in my books, you have to wake up earlier than you have to. And you have to use that extra time in the morning to work on yourself, to use that time for personal development, to create a morning routine, to push yourself to be better. So if you have to wake up at 8 p.m. to get to work on time and you're a night shift worker, and you wake up at 7 p.m. and for that hour you perform a routine that allows you to push yourself to be better, you're an early riser. And if you wake up at 4 a.m. and you have to be up at 10 a.m., but you use those six hours to watch television or watch Netflix or be on your phone, you're not really an early riser in my books. I'm super excited for today's episode of the Early Risers podcast. I have an awesome guest on the show today, and today I want to introduce you to Nathan Todd. Now, Nathan Todd, otherwise known as the Muscle Motivator, is a speaker, author, podcaster, and coach. He's passionate about helping people create empowering stories for their lives, and he believes this is possible when people awaken the beast within. Nathan helps people clarify their beliefs, explore the deeper meanings behind them, and take action. Nathan's experience includes nine years coaching people with disabilities, being an ambassador for the March of Dimes, In 32 years living life with cerebral palsy, proving he creates his own label, Nathan will reveal the ways to unleash your power, commit to your goal, and live your no-label-defines-me life. And I really, really enjoyed speaking with Nathan. I do want to say I am totally, totally kicking myself. So before the episode started, I plugged in my microphone as I always do. I made sure that the software that I used to record the episode was picking up on the microphone, which it said it was. But unfortunately, after finishing recording and realizing that it was not connected or it didn't go through. So my audio, unfortunately, is not going to be as high quality as it usually is during the episodes. I apologize for that. But even after that happened, I didn't even think for a second about redoing the episode or trashing it because I totally love this episode. I loved speaking with Nathan. I loved hearing his perspective. And I didn't want to mess with the message. So I apologize for the poor audio on my end. I think it's still an amazing episode that you're going to get a lot of value from. And if you are interested in finding anything from the show, whether that is a link to connect with Nathan, a link to Nathan's book, or just any other information, you can find the show notes at earlyrisersmovement.com E-R-M-42. And if you go there, you will be able to find everything that you need from today's show. But with that being said, guys and girls, I appreciate you and I hope you enjoy the show. So today's special guest is Nathan Todd. How are you doing today, Nathan? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm super, super excited to have you. Do you mind starting us off just sharing with the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of about your story and how you got to where
1: you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I was born with cerebral palsy and that has really shaped kind of who I am and what I'm about. So, Just a little bit about what cerebral palsy is, if you don't know. It's a neurological uh, disorder, actually a brain injury that I had from birth. And when you have something like that that you're born with, your parents, along with you, are given long lists of things that they're told are probably not going to be possible. For you to be able to do. Uh, For me that would be things like walk. Somebody said I'd never be able to type. um, Daily activities. Uh, And so. The interesting thing about that is. My parents never treated me any different from. Any other child and never had any different expectations on me. So that kind of shaped my mindset and I've worked with people with disabilities for the past nine years in coaching. And now I've dove into my own thing with my no label defines me and doing mindset and transformational coaching on my own. Mm. I love it, man. And I think there's
0: so much to cover within that. There's a lot of different things that I want to touch on. But I kind of first want to start with talking about mindset. Now, you said that your parents kind of treating you just as they would treat anyone else was one of the key things to building your mindset. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think we see a lot of people out there who didn't have, you know, as big of a disadvantage as you did growing up, or a potential disadvantage, and yet they don't have that mindset. They don't have that mindset of they can overcome their issues. They can do whatever they want. They can create their own life. So what do you think contributes to that, that weaker mindset and the mindset where you don't really believe in yourself?
1: Um, so what I really think shapes that is – from early on, the language that we use. And I say that because in my work that I've done over the past nine years, you hear people come in all the time and use the phrase, I can't do that. Uh, It's not possible for me. So I think language is super important when you're framing your mindset and I'm also the son of a football coach. And so I think that setting up habits and things that you can do on a regular basis to be consistent is very important for your mindset, whether it's daily goal setting or meditation, things like that. Um, And really, I think for me, it was... Being born with the disability, I don't know anything different, but I know that in order to do the things that my friends were doing, I had to figure out different ways to make it happen, but I didn't want to not be able to experience what I saw them experiencing as we were growing up, so... Mm.
0: So it was kind of you put yourself in the mindset of just do or die. Like it was something you had to do and there were no other options.
1: Yeah, um, because I was born with this. I'm going to live with it for my whole life. So there's no point in sitting and believing that I can't do something when this is just a circumstance that's been placed in my life for a particular reason. It doesn't. Have to stop me from doing anything.
0: Mm. Did you ever find that you played the blame game and you found yourself at lower points in your life where you started blaming yourself or your situation? And if you did, I'd, I'd love if you could speak on that and kind of how you overcame those thoughts.
1: So I would say at some point, I definitely played that game. And I think we all play that game at certain points in our life. Um, what, I, what I think comes up for me when you ask that question is not necessarily the blame game, but the, the what if game. So what if I wasn't born with a disability? How would my life be different? What would change? Would I be the same person? And then so you get those kind of thoughts and it's really like it's not serving me to to think that way. And I would always snap back to I was born this way for a reason. I truly believe that. And I think that this is one of my biggest adversities, but our adversity is our biggest advantage that we have. Mm. So um, that's really when you get caught up in the what if game, there's no use because it's not, it's not going to become your reality. If you're just saying what if, because certain circumstances in your life aren't going to change. The only thing you get to control is how you react to them. Mm. And I think that kind of
0: coincides with your big movement, No Label Defines Me. I think that's kind of a statement of, you know, even though you may be put in these situations, you don't have to let that define your life and you can change your story. Do you mind kind of talking on that movement and what you're trying to accomplish and the point that you're trying to get across with that phrase?
1: Yeah. So to me, and I think one of the best definitions came from one of my clients and it's no label defines me actually means that you are able to experience a sense of freedom. And that's when I think of that, I think freedom from judgment, freedom from being boxed in uh, by what other people think you need to be doing Um, and so what it means to me is we're always walking around with labels given to us either by ourselves or by the people around us. And so you're never actually going to be able to live with no actual label label. But no label defines me means that if you're walking around and let's say your label was, I am weak. Like that's the story you tell yourself. Well, with a label, you can peel that off and you can rewrite the story and change it out to some other label. So if you don't want to be weak and you want to be strong, just peel that off and say, okay, no, I'm changing the story. And today I am strong. Uh, so it's about realizing that your label doesn't define you. And I always say it doesn't define you, but it should always empower you. Mm-hmm. So I want people to see this, be a part of this movement, and really feel empowered to be who they want to be, and to be their best self. Mm, I love it.
0: Now, at the same time, I think that that can be easier said than done. I think if we have these deeply ingrained beliefs that we are weak or we're not enough or whatever these beliefs are, it can sometimes be pretty difficult to change that. Like if Mm -hmm. you really believe down at the core that you're weak and you try to tell yourself you're strong, you're probably not going to believe it. So do you have any tips or anything that you would recommend for people who struggle with really redefining their labels?
1: Yeah. um, As you were saying that the thing that was coming up for me was you, you've got to find a core team of people that lift you up and that hold you accountable for, the new thing that you are trying to create. Um, And does that mean that you're gonna necessarily know all these people? No, I think that's the great thing about social media. Um, If you are looking to become strong, let's just continue with that. Example, go find someone that you want to model. That behavior after uh, and reach out to them and also like if you're able to see them on social media watch watch what they're doing if that's something you want to create for yourself and begin to model that and when you model that it starts to become more real for you yeah it's not going to be like a snap your finger type of deal i think it's something that you have to look at and say okay i don't believe this right now but i'm going to continue every day to show up and say this is who i am uh and so you start speaking it and then you find the people to model and you start acting like you're it. And then when you speak it, you act it. You you start to become it. I definitely agree with that. And I think that that's
0: one of the most powerful things is to be surrounded by those type of people. Um, at the same time, I definitely struggle with this and I know that there are a lot of other people out there who struggle with it, but mm-hmm. actually going out there and finding those types of people, yeah, you know, cause we are all connected and the people are there, they're on social media, but do you have any recommendations for, you know, how to actually kind of zone in on who you want to be surrounded by or who you want to model and how to actually go about finding them?
1: Yeah. So, um, what, what i would say is um everybody talks about wanting to to change the world and so we're i think we're kind of blinded by let's say one of your favorite people would be somebody like gary v or maybe it's lewis or somebody who's got a big name right and we say that's the person that we want to model. I think first, as you start to build, you need to look for people that are in your, your area, uh, your geographic area so that not only can you see what they're doing, but you have more of an opportunity to, to visit them, uh, And to actually interact directly with them in person, Uh, because I think in order to change your world, your world is only the 360 uh, degrees around you. So first, who are people that are close to you that you say, these are things that I like about them. Let me talk about how they develop this. So, if you've got somebody, let's say you're a a new father and you want to be a really, really good father, then who in your circle of influence right now is displaying the habits that you want to uh, bring into your fatherhood skills? So, first, I think it's finding people close to you. Then... It's about finding the uh, the consistent message that you want to bring to the world, so that you can approach those bigger people through social media and say, "It's not how how can you help me, but how can I help you?" So, what value are you going to bring to? those people that you want to uh, gain that relationship with so first I think it's defining your value so that you know how you can support that person because really it is about giving when you start to give uh, things are gonna happen for you and I think that's a big part of building those relationships is is the giving and giving without any kind of expectation? I love it, man,
0: so moving forward a little bit I saw I read your book and I definitely want to speak a little bit more into that. The book is called Awaken the Beast Within. And before we kind of break apart what you mean by beast, I do want to touch on a quote that I read and I absolutely loved, and I would just love for you to speak on it. Mm -hmm. But basically, in the book, it was explaining how when you were younger, you were clearly, you know, struggling with developing and growing and walking, and you saw one of your friends trip. And at the time, you said they just haven't learned to fall yet. Yeah, And I think it's it's crazy because kids sometimes say some of the most profound things ever and they don't really realize it and they really make you think. Um, but I totally love that quote and I'd love if you could just take a moment to speak on that.
1: Yeah, so it, for me to be able to walk, because uh, I think that we have to have a context there. For me to be able to walk, I'd have surgery where they went and they cut my spinal cord and they cut like the the nerves that were sending signal to my legs to even be ha- be able to have the opportunity to walk um so I didn't learn to walk until I was like 4 4 or 5 years old and so Uh, I'm not very coordinated because my brain has a hard time sending the message to my legs. And I spent a lot of time falling, scraping knees and all that. And when you do that, you learn how to do it better. Uh, So in life, we're all going to have times when we fall down. But it's really about you've got to be able to fall down, look at your scraped knee or whatever, and figure out that it's just time to get up and dust yourself off because you can't stay on the ground forever. you got to get up and, and move forward. And so when... When you have something where this happens a lot, it just becomes a part of your story, right? So I've gotten very good at being able to fall down, get back up, and keep moving forward. And I think a lot of times, if you don't know what it's like to fall down it can be very scary um, in life when something unexpected happens and you get stuck kind of in this, what do I do now? So you've got to be able to look at the situation and say, well, I'm still here. So it's time to to move forward and take what I've learned to not have this happen again. Okay. Awesome, man. Now, I definitely want to take
0: a second and dive into the book. Um, First, I definitely want to start with the why. So clearly, it takes a good amount of effort to write a book and to get it published and all of the things that follow. Um, So what motivated you to
1: write this book? So it was all the people that I worked with that came into the office and they had the frame of mind that they can't do something. Um, we worked with a lot of students in school and they had that frame of mind because that's that's what they've been told since they've been little uh, is all the things that they can't do. So I wanted to create something that was a guide to give you that belief in yourself and help you clarify what you want to create moving forward. But not only what do you want to create, I wanted to give solid exercises on, okay, how do I do that? Because... I believe that the quality of our life depends on the quality of the questions that we ask. I don't remember who says that, but I definitely believe in that. And so I wanted to be able to ask questions that you could go into the book and you could answer them for yourself. And I think
0: that's something that I really loved about it, too, because you can read as much as you want, but unless you really take the time to think and write stuff down i don't think it has as much of an impact um but talking more about the book so awaken the beast within and beast is an acronym i think yeah. that's the right word Um mm-hmm. uh, b-e-a-s-t do you mind if we kind of just touch base on each letter i can say it and then if you just take a minute or two to kind of describe what it is and what you can do about it
1: yeah absolutely Awesome, man. So starting with B, belief. Belief. So I think that goes back to what we've touched on a lot, the mindset. And so without a particular belief uh, and knowing what your belief actually is, I don't think you're going to be able to move forward in creating the success that you want. So with the belief, what I wanted to do was help you clarify what you currently believe and then figure out is that what you want to believe or do you want to reframe uh, what you currently believe to create a different story for yourself? Mm, I love it. E, exploration. So once you know what you believe, you need to start exploring. Okay. This is what I believe now what what does that mean for me so uh what do i visualize this becoming and really explore and deep dive into what am i trying to create with my belief a action oh the the most important thing cuz you can believe And explore all you want, but without actually taking action, your belief is just something that's out there in the clouds. So action starts to solidify what you believe and it starts to support you in seeing the results that you want to take. I think in the book, I talk about you can want to be Mr. Olympia all you. You want, you can believe that all you want, but if you're not in the weight room pushing the weight or eating the diet, it's not going to happen for you. So you, you have to take action. S, success. Success. So I think this has actually shifted for me as the book's been written, but I think that the thing that we forget to do a lot of the times is celebrate when we do have success in our goals and in our life. So I think that success means you're able to realize how far you've actually come. Um, and it's not always about continuing to, to look forward. You have to be able to look back and say, holy crap, I did that. Like, Sometimes I think that about this book, like, I can't believe that I actually made it happen from idea to reality, Uh, and you get to celebrate that. Yeah, and that's honestly, I just want to
0: say that's something I definitely struggle with as well, but I think you're right. I think it's so, so, so important.
1: Um, T, teach. Oh, so we've gone from believing to action. Now that we know that it works, I think it's our obligation to give back to those who are coming behind us. Um, so you, you've you got to be willing to share what you learn with younger people or people who uh, look up to you. And you've got to be able to show them what's possible. And I think that that's my favorite part of the book because when I think Jim Rohn says, uh, to get what you want, it's all about helping other people get what they want. And I truly believe that for anyone to be successful, it's about helping other people be successful. And so I really see teaching as an important aspect. Like once you see somebody learn something and you know that they understand it, that's an amazing, amazing feeling. So awesome, man.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I think that's one of the things that not a lot of people talk about. I think it is super important. And I also think that when you teach this kind of stuff, it kind of cements it more in your own life. So I think that's super important.
1: Yeah, I've been listening to Jim Quick a lot. And one of his tools for learning things faster, he talks about teaching. So you you learn anything new, you approach it as you're going to have to teach it to someone else. So I think that's absolutely true awesome. All right, man, so for the people interested
0: in finding you,
1: where can they do so? So, through Facebook, Instagram, I am The Muscle Motivator. And then you can find me on my website themusclemotivator.com. Um I spend a lot of my time on facebook and instagram for sure uh so that's how they can connect with me and if they're interested in working with me go to the the website and you can fill out the necessary things and i'll be happy to speak with anybody about any of this stuff man okay. Can we also just briefly touch on that
0: brand? I'd love to hear more about the Muscle Motivator and what it is and what the overall purpose is.
1: Yeah, so the Muscle Motivator, um, all of this stuff started shifting for me uh, because my brother one day said, hey, you can come to the gym with me for free. I can get you in because I'm a member. And, dude, I went to the gym. I remember leaving and my arms were shaking. And I was like, I was hooked with going to the gym. And then as I, as I progressed, I would get people that would come up to me and talk to me uh, that I had no idea who they were. And I started looking at it as an opportunity First, I started because I didn't like the way that I felt and I wanted to change that. And now it's more of what's the opportunity I have to impact the way people view what's possible. Um, And I think the gym is a good way to do that, because if you walk in with me, you're going to see a lot of things that you probably didn't expect to see. Uh, And that's possible for all of us. So the muscle motivator is all about creating new possibilities for people, whether that's in the gym, through their mindset, or through just sheer understanding that life is going to be hard sometimes, but you're tough enough to make it through it. I
0: love it, man. How long ago did you step in the gym for the first time? Uh, whoo. Three years. Wow, man. You're looking good for three years. It's awesome. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so the question of the week this week. What accomplishment to date are you most proud
1: of? <laughs> I, I would say that honestly, it's – it's chasing this this dream of entrepreneurship. Um, I'm not where I want to be yet, but you see, a, a lot of people don't even take the the chance to to see what could happen. And we sit there and we have lots of things we're unhappy about, um, but. We just let it go on because we think that's what's supposed to happen. And actually betting on myself to to make this happen is probably the thing I'm most proud of right now. Totally love it. And then another segment on the show called My Current
0: Obsession. And the question is, is there something right now that you are currently weirdly obsessed with? It could be a color, a place, a person, a sound, a song. <laughs> Anything that right now it's just a strange strange obsession that you have um
1: huh? that's a good question i I would say if there was one thing that I'm obsessed with right now, it's um actually spotify and here's <laughs> here's why it's um figuring out what music puts me in the mood to do specific things. Um, so one thing I've found that's really helped me focus is Lindsay Sterling's instrumental music. Uh, so from Summit of the Greatness, I had no idea who that was until she got up on stage. and But I've found that through Spotify. Um, that's really helped me focus. I would say that's my obsession
0: right now. All right, man. So before you go, do you have any final messages for
1: the listeners? Yeah. Uh, so no matter what your circumstance is, uh, we we talk about being in control all the time. No matter what your circumstance is, you have to realize that you you do get to be in control. And here's what I mean by that. Control is just about being able to control your behavior. So you get to be in control of how you behave and who you want to be. So who do you want to be and what actions are required of you to be that person? And remember, anytime that you're working on big dreams and big goals, they're going to take time and you've got to. Be patient, be diligent, and never, never quit. I love it, man. Well, thank you for coming on the
0: show.
2: This has been an awesome experience. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Before we wrap it up, I do have a few things that I want to go over. Number one, if this episode provided you with any value that you can use to improve your life, All I ask is that you head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. It will take a minute or two and it will help the show get ranked higher, which means more listeners, which means more people to get my message out to. So if you go over to iTunes and do that, it would mean the world to me. Next, if you are an entrepreneur or just anyone who values their time and you want to drastically improve your productivity, reduce your stress, and even increase your happiness, there should be a link in the show notes to apply for a free one-on-one call with myself. I would love to talk about how creating morning, daytime, and nighttime routines can all lead to an increase in your success. Thirdly, if you find that you're starting your day by pressing the snooze button, make sure you check the show notes for the link to grab your free copy of the Snooze Stopper. Now, all you have to do is pay shipping and handling for this workbook, but in this workbook, I share exactly why pressing the snooze button is leaving you more tired, why it's hurting your mindset, and even affecting your confidence. So, if you press snooze right now, if you are late all the time because you press snooze, or maybe you just want to improve your life in some way, make sure you check the link out for that as well. And finally, if you are interested in supporting the show in another way, I do have a patron page. Patronism a system that allows listeners to support creators by pledging a certain amount of money per month it can be as low as a dollar and everything helps me make this a better show when you pledge there are certain reward levels each that come with certain perks for you so if you're interested in supporting the early risers podcast you can check the show notes for that link as well with all that being said guys and girls i appreciate you keep killing it as always and i'll talk to you next time